Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Welcome, everyone. So glad that you're joining us today on May 5th, 2021. I can't believe how fast the year is going. Oh, my gosh. We have a a wonderful returning guest today, Helene Byrne, and we're going to be talking about the perfect pregnancy pounds. Now, you know, she's an internationally recognized prenatal and postpartum health and fitness expert. Um, And uh, we're going to have a a great venue for everyone today. Welcome, Helene. Oh, thanks for having me. No problem. So why don't we go ahead and and get started. Um, Our listeners are very anxious to hear from you. Right. So go ahead. Well, you know, I'm excited to do this talk today because weight gain during pregnancy is a really confusing thing for a lot of women. And there's a lot of misinformation about that. Um, You often hear women say, oh, like, no matter what I do, I gain 60 pounds during pregnancy um, or that kind of thing. And for a lot of women, we just don't know, we don't have the tools to gain the healthy amount of weight that we should gain because, after all, everyone gains weight during pregnancy. And, of course, weight gain for most of us is scary to think about. Um, But it's important to recognize that if you eat healthy um, and you eat according to your metabolism, you match your metabolism. So this is like Goldilocks, not too little, not too much, but just right then you will end up gaining the ideal amount of weight, which if you start with a normal healthy BMI is somewhere between 25 and 35 pounds. And it's important to recognize off the top that when you gain that amount of weight, only four or five pounds can be attributed to extra fat storage. So when you get on the scale, and you see those pounds just rising week after week after week, you know, a lot of women kind of panic and think, oh, my God, I'm getting so fat or I'll never be able to lose the weight or whatever. So that's what we're going to deal with today and giving you the tools so that you have the ability to know what your metabolism is, how to eat great, and how to match your metabolism 
so that you neither overgain nor undergain. So that's really the key. Yeah, it's very valuable um, information. It is. And, you know, right now, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard a doctor um, tell a woman, or this is relayed to me, that, oh, um, you're gaining a little bit too fast, so try to slow it down. Or, you know, try not to gain that much. And while that's well-meaning advice, it's not really useful. Um, and I want to share a success tip today right off the top. And that is the concept of a SMART goal. And SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So you can see that right off the top, if you're given the advice of, oh, careful, don't eat too much. Well, that's not specific. <laughs> so right off the top, it becomes almost impossible for a woman to really achieve that goal because she doesn't have the specific tools. Um, and that's why um, I went out and I have published an app it's called the Perfect Pregnancy and Postpartum Pounds app. Um, and you can get it both on the Apple and Google network. Um, because I've basically done all the math for you. So depending well, on your height, your age, your weight, which determines your starting BMI, which is um, basal metabolic index, then you Plug those numbers in, and it will give you an ideal calorie target per week per pregnancy. And then on the flip end, it will also help you lose weight if that is your goal after pregnancy. So I want to start where most women are today, and that is in the overweight category, about two-thirds of women entering pregnancy today, already start with a BMI between 25 and 29.9, which is considered overweight. Um, and for a lot of women who start out in this category, um, many of them will go on to gain too much weight. Yeah. And then suddenly they find themselves postpartum and, oh, my God, I'm 50 pounds over my pre-pregnancy weight. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a crisis for a lot of women, and I can definitely see that. So if you are in that most typical category, your weight gain goal is between 15 and 25 pounds. So a whole 10 pounds less than what you might read as being standard advising women to gain the 25 to 35 pounds. Um, and, you know, one of the things that makes this really tricky is that, okay, pregnancy is 40 weeks. So if you unintentionally eat just 200 calories a day more than your metabolism, you won't be able to gain in your ideal range. You will gain more than your ideal range. Oh, dear. And if you accidentally, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 
200 calories a day, you're not feeling like you're pigging out. You're not even feeling like you're overeating, right? So that's how kind of these narrow margins are. And that's where the app can really come in and go, oh, wait. You know, my budget today is maybe I'm going to pick a number out of the hat. Maybe it's 2,200 calories. Oh, oops. I eat 2,400 calories today. Oops. So it's a way of gauging where your body is and what your body's needs are and then meeting but not exceeding those needs. Um, And then if you're over that, if you have a BMI that is over 30, then your total weight gain is even less than that. It's between 11 and 20 pounds. So really, when you're in the overweight or obese category for BMI, you're really talking about in the overweight category, all I want to do is gain all baby, right? Nothing else. I don't want to store any more fat. And in the overweight category, it's actually okay to eat slightly below your metabolic balance point and still have a healthy baby that's given all her nutritional needs. And the reason for that is because when you start out in the overweight or obese category, you already have a pretty well-stocked pantry, right? That's what our bodies do. Our bodies as women, we store fat so that whatever we face, whether it's famine, flood, whatever, lack of food sources, that we intrinsically have the ability to nurture a healthy pregnancy and all the way through nursing a healthy infant and toddler until those kinds of severe famine or flood or whatever disruptions that we might have experienced, you know, now, you know, decades ago, or I guess there are still places around the world that uh, suffer from famine, but that's what our fat stores are for. So a lot of people think, oh, but I have to eat more for the baby. But actually, if you're in those typical categories, you don't have to eat more. Um, if you start out at a normal weight or normal BMI, then, yeah, you're going to have to increase your calorie content a little bit. And what if you start out in the underweight category? So this is, this is something that I have found that doctors overlook because they see a fit, healthy woman come into their office and maybe she's a runner and she's hardcore and she's doing 20 miles a week. They don't ever ask her, are you eating enough? And when they weigh that person at, you know, at their weigh-ins, a lot of times the math isn't done. So it's really important if you are starting out in that underweight category and if you are athletic that you eat enough. So I can't stress this enough because chronic undereating is something that a lot of athletes do already. 
you know, particularly if you're a runner or you're a dancer, you're kind of used to restricting calories and then you're afraid to gain weight because a lot of your identity is wrapped up in what your body looks like and what your body can do. So if you are in that category, you need to track your weight gain to make sure it's enough. So it is a complicated situation, um, but fortunately, I've done the math for you. It's, you know, a complicated algorithm. And I start with the metabolic algorithm that is most accurate for adult women. And that's really important, too, because there are a lot of different metabolic algorithms out there, but a lot of them aren't the best for women. So I start there, and I give you that ideal calorie target, which will be probably between about 3 and 4% accuracy. So if you're using the app and you're tracking your weight, and I recommend only weighing yourself once a week. That is more than enough. Um, I don't believe in the daily weigh-in. We get too wrapped up with that. It's the minutia of a half pound here, a pound there, because it's the big arc of weight gain that's important, not the small day-to-day that happens during pregnancy. And the other thing about tracking your weight gain during pregnancy is that you can see fairly soon, by the end of the first trimester, am I on target, am I a little bit above target, or am I a little bit below target? Um, And the app has a really nice graph that will graph that out for you. Because then you have a number of weeks to say, oh, wait, I'm a little bit above, so I'm going to adjust my target like a little bit down. And when I say a little bit, I mean 5%. And you take that little bit of 5% off your calorie target, and you do that, again, for a number of weeks. So you can do small adjustments over a long arc of time so that you end up in the healthiest place possible. So everybody understands why they don't want to gain too much weight because then, oh, my God, it's really hard to gain, to lose weight after pregnancy. Losing weight is hard. It's much easier to make these small adjustments in your daily life so that you don't have to try that, you know, you're not faced with, oh, my God, I'm 40 pounds overweight now. How did this happen to me? Right? So it's much easier to, uh, to control that. Um, and the other risks, there are other risks for gaining too much uh, weight during pregnancy. And the big one, of course, is increased likelihood of developing gestational diabetes. And this is particularly true for women who start in that major category, start in the overweight or above category. Um, So what we do right now for gestational diabetes is we wait to 
uh, till 22 weeks. And then we give women the sugar test. And you find out, do I have it or not, right? And then if you have it, it's like, oh, my God, that's not good. You're not in a good position. Um, so moderating your weight gain and staying on target helps to prevent gestational diabetes. Um, you have a lower risk of a C-section, lower risk of complications, um, lower risk of having an overly large baby, which are very difficult to deliver. And then, of course, you're much more likely to return to your pre-pregnancy or your healthiest weight. So there are a whole lot of good reasons um, why moms want to do this. So on the topic of gestational diabetes, besides tracking and eating a healthy diet to your metabolism, I want to talk a little bit about low-carb because it's really in style right now. Um, low-carb diets, you'll see a lot of women talking about, you know, low-carb diets worked for me. Should I try it during pregnancy? And the short answer is probably not. Um, but we need to define what a low-carbohydrate diet is. A truly ketonic diet where you eat very little carbohydrate is not advisable during pregnancy because carbohydrates get turned into glycogen. And glycogen is our body's primary fuel. Can we switch fuels when we become ketonic and we deplete all of our glycogen? Yes. And then our body goes into kind of a panic mode and switches it over and then turns into fat metabolism as food. But we don't want to do this during pregnancy because being truly ketonic is very stressful on the bladder and the kidneys. And pregnancy in and of itself is a stressor. It's a physical stressor because our bodies are working harder every day to grow a baby. Pregnancy, no matter how grateful you are to be pregnant, it's a psychological stressor. So we don't want to add more stress. So what I recommend for moms that are starting out in that overweight or above category and they want to really be proactive in preventing gestational diabetes is eating a low-carb diet that I'm going to define as at least 50 grams of carbohydrate per day. Now, as we know, all carbohydrates are not created equal. We've got good carbs and so-called bad carbs. So the bad carbs are simple carbohydrates that come from white rice, white, white bread, refined carbohydrates, and sugar. These get metabolized really quickly. And if you eat a lot of those types of food, you get a big sugar rush into your bloodstream, and then your body goes, oh, no, I've got too much sugar in my bloodstream. I've got to balance that out so it 
takes those excess sugars out of your bloodstream where those calories are then stored as fat, which we don't really want to do that either during pregnancy. We want to stay really in the middle without any big swings of blood sugar. And in order to do that, you need to eat a high-quality protein, a high-quality fat, and a high-quality carbohydrate at every meal and snack because that slows digestion. And so all of those sugars, when they finally get into your bloodstream, are not a big swamp of them. So then you don't have the opposite direction of taking all those excess sugars out of your bloodstream. So I want to highly encourage women to be proactive. So while we're on the subject of gestational diabetes, a lot of times women get the bad news, and, and some, some women get gestational diabetes even having done everything right, um, and you just get it. Um, there have been some really interesting studies that show that just 20 minutes of moderate level cycling on a stationary bike every day is enough exercise so that they had women being able to go off um, their gestational diabetes drugs. Some, some of it cleared up their gestational diabetes altogether. So not everybody has a uh, stationary bike at home that they can use, but that means that everyone certainly can take a brisk 20-minute walk every day that the weather allows. So I want to put that out there as a fitness goal that also it really helps balance your blood sugar, um, it raises your mood, and it does, exercise does a whole lot of other great things. Um, and it's been shown that women who are just moderately active have much healthier outcomes, have healthier babies, um, even smarter babies, <laughs> because it increases brain development in the fetus. So what we're talking about here is a balance. We want to eat in balance to our metabolism and also eat a high-quality diet at the same time. So those are kind of the two really big pillars of health that you want to do while you're pregnant. And, you know, pretty much everything I said is either free or very low cost. <laughs> so I want to encourage women to figure out, okay, how do those goals fit in my lifestyle? And how can I go back to my SMART goals, my personal SMART goals, specific? We've talked about that already in terms of calories. Measurable? Absolutely, because you're using the app. Is it attainable? Yeah, of course it is, because it's uniquely tailored to your specific body. Relevant? Absolutely. Time-bound? Of course, because what we're talking about is the 40 weeks of pregnancy. So I want women to feel empowered and 
to recognize that they're in the driver's seat. You know, we get a lot of misinformation, not just about eating during pregnancy, but we get a lot of misinformation about exercise during pregnancy. Oh, you know, myths like you have to make sure your heart rate doesn't go below 140. That's a big one that keeps popping up. Um, Or that maybe strength training is dangerous during pregnancy. It isn't. As long as you do modifications when your baby bump comes out, you're fine. In fact, it's best if you are an active person to maintain your active, healthy lifestyle all through your pregnancy. So I want to tell people where they can get more resources. Um, And they can go to my website, which is BeFitMom, and it's spelled exactly how it is sounds, B-E-F-I-T-M-O-M, BeFitMom. And there you can find out more details about what exactly healthy eating looks like during pregnancy and how you can modify your diet that fits your lifestyle. And also, uh, on we haven't talked about it. It's a little bit out of this topic of conversation. But there's a list of foods that you really shouldn't eat during pregnancy either. Okay. Um, and so what I want to have women do is use these tools so that they can, like, banish these fears and be in control and be in the driver's seat of their health during their pregnancy. And this has a great uh, benefit after pregnancy because then you have the experience to be like, oh, wait, now I'm a mom. Now I'm in the driver's seat of my family's health and fitness. Because, you know, (laughs) in the big picture, that's what it's about, right? We all want our kids to be healthy. And that means we become in charge of their nutrition, their activity levels. Um, And so I want moms to realize that, oh, you know what? When you become a mom, you put on this mantle of health leadership and you become the health leader of your family. And it's like fantastic. It's like mama and her ducklings, right? Right. Mama duck heads in one direction and what happens? All the little ducklings, they all follow along. <laughs> we we're, we're like that. Humans are like that. Yeah, that's a so, that's a great analogy. Yeah, so you have the ability to guide your children by simply modeling good health and nutrition behaviors. And that's one of the big keys to raising healthy children. It really, really is. So why don't you tell our audience, Helene Byrne, where they can find your app and then repeat your website again for everybody. Right. So um, you can find the app on Google and on uh, the iOS, the Apple App Store. I Great. will say there's a very small charge for it. Okay. And the reason why is there's a small fee for this app 
is because I never sell your info. Ah. I never share it. I never bombard you with ads. There's no excessive, oh, but then you have to buy this or you have to buy that. It's all complete into one. Your privacy is 100% guaranteed on my app. And so, you know, you get what you pay for in this world. And unfortunately, too many apps, the real money behind a lot of apps is because you're selling that information to, you know, marketers. And wouldn't marketers want to know, hey, look, here's a pregnant woman for you to market to. No, thank you. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you. Don't want to go there. Right? Not doing that, right? We don't want to do that. Well, Um, you know, you have have a great passion for what you do. I do. I want moms, you know, to really be healthy and really be in control and, you know, be educated about their bodies and what they can do um, so that they can then pass on their skills, that skill set to their children. So repeating my website one last time, Be Sit Mom, exactly how it sounds, B-E-F-I-T-M-O-M. And there's a lot of other great information on really in-depth on fitness, more than you've ever wanted to know, fitness during pregnancy, and also (laughs) postpartum, postpartum rehab, how to do that, um, and other information on uh, breastfeeding and some other things, some great video demos. So a wealth of information there for women to utilize. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Helene Byrne. I wish you well. You're doing a wonderful service to everybody, and continue on. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I I greatly appreciate it because this is my passion, is helping women. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That wraps up our program for today. Please join us again next Wednesday for another great, great guest on another great, great show. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? <laughs>